podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. No, it was brilliant. It's, as I said, it's always a pleasure to come back to the uh, Ireland, and obviously we had, a, we had a great time here when we came here in pre-season. So I've only seen the reaction of supporters at the beginning and, and throughout the game and at the end there. So um, it's a great finish to what has been a wonderful season for us, and the supporters they get the chance to see some of our top players um, and obviously our young players that are emerging and coming through. So. Uh, so no, it was it was excellent, and, and Shamrock Rovers are they're into the season, they're a good side, and uh, it was good for me to see some of their young players that I'd had when I, you know, Robert Bailey, I, I had as a kid when he came over on trial when I was academy director at Reading, so it was great to see him and very talented young player, young Simon Madden as well, I, I, I'd known. So um, no, a, a good evening all. 42,000 for a, a tea time in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it just amazes me this club. The, uh, you know, the, the, the real institution that it is, that on a 530 it can call out that many supporters. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. It's, it's what makes it what it is. It's, it's a wonderful club. I uh, give it two strikers, you've had sort of different career, maybe a little bit of a you know, I thought it was excellent. I think with Fabio, it was just a case of, you know, we had Daniel Sturridge and, and Luis Suarez last year that I felt, you know, we're going to play a lot of games. Obviously, we, we didn't have so many games. We had no European football. So, and and Luis so robust. He plays every minute of every game, and he's, he's a world-class striker. So I felt for Fabio's development, it was nothing to do with not thinking he was quality player because I know him better than anyone. Uh, he needed to go out and get games to prove his worth and, and he's done that and to get that experience. So he'll now come back a year later into our squad in the summer and you see there his pace and his power and his ability to get a goal that he's going to add to the quality that we already have. Jordan Ive as well, the, the man of the match, I know he missed a couple of chances but he looks like a player, he's a good one Yeah, he's such a talent. You look at him there, he's 18 years of age. He's still only a second-year scholar, Jordan. And I was interested. I said to him, I played him on the side in the first half. We, we switched to a diamond in the second half. And I wanted to see him, similar to what Domi Raheem, to improve the football intelligence, play them in a different position. And, and he played in the top of the diamond, and he was excellent. You know, he's, he's running par, he's pace, he's got a lovely touch on the ball. Just needs to work on his finishing. Yeah, I, I think he took his first one too early. And, but the most important thing for me, to get in the positions. For a kid of that age, his composure, his touch, his speed, he's got all the attributes to be a real, real outstanding player and 
he's already came on, he played against Arsenal and we're a club that's really looking at our young players to come through but they've got to have the personality and that's important. The final one from me, I spoke to Jack Thornley, he said to him, Michael Allen, you can take the chance to it looked like he had when he finished that chance. Well, it was a great finish. Uh, yeah, he's, um, he's turned his run really well. The, the one thing young Jack done is he gets goals and we've seen that in the second team, we've seen it in the youth and when England, when he played in the youth international teams, uh, he's made his first run, he didn't get it. And then young Conor Randall slipped him in a great ball. He got in and uh, took off his right side. Normally the, the left-footed players are not so good on that right foot, but kept it low and hard, and, and it ended up as a really good finish. I thought the young players were really bright when they came on. I thought the, the energy and the intensity they gave into the game was, was excellent, and some of the play was very good. Would they be giving their chance, Brendan, going forward in the first team, those young players? Yeah, well, well I, I think it's clear. You know, we're, we're a football club that is about giving the opportunity to the youth players. You know, I think, I'm not sure there's a younger squad of players that is qualified for Champions League. I'm not sure there's a younger but that will have finished second. And I think we've, as I said, it's my first look, which is from within. Uh, and some of those boys have already sampled the, the, the first team. Uh, so it's, it's really up to them. You know, age is no barrier for me. If they're good enough, they'll be old enough. Raheem Sterling displaced full internationals at 17 years of age. And he's gone on and become a really top-class young player. Young John Flanagan, young you know, Coutinho. We brought him in as a 20-year-old. Um, and to say Jordan Eby's played in the first team. So there's an opportunity there for them. And, but they've got, you, as I said, they've got a personality, uh, which is key. Brent, do you ever think that Irish players, like back in the day when they used to come over north and south, do you ever think they can make the impact that they used to make in the, in the game now in England? I think they can. It's obviously a lot more difficult. I think back then the game was more British-based players, so there's talented players there. Um, but now the, 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 the Barclays Premier League is it's the most competitive league in the world. You got over 63% are foreign players. So the, I think it's the same as what it is for the British players. It's the opportunity. Um, it's getting that chance. And if they're professional enough and they're devoted to their life, I think you get with a lot of Irish boys, they come over, they struggle, they miss home, and then they come back. And they come back early. So uh, I think it's about that education before they come over. You know, a lot of them, they start the apprenticeship at 16. Even then, it's too late. You know, for a lot of the, the, the boys across the water, they're beginning at eight years of age. They're coming through. And by the time they get to 16, they've been trained technically, tactically, physically, mentally. And, and then they're ready to step into full-time football. So there's no doubt the talent. The talent hasn't disappeared. So um, but it's about the professionalism and, and the determination to want to be a player. Would you fancy, would you fancy bringing Liverpool to Windsor Park whenever it opens? Absolutely, be a pleasure. I think, as I said, the North and the South, what I've learned from the, my time at Liverpool, the, the support base that we have over here is incredible. The island is full of Liverpool supporters. I've been amazed, actually. I've got to say, that I'm feeling and I'm away from home and wherever we've travelled, the support from the Irish people as a whole, North and South, has been remarkable. As I said, you see there, See, when we played Celtic, we came here in the summer and I thought that it would probably be mostly Celtic supporters with a scattering of Liverpool. 
and it was it was nearly full of Liverpool. So it's it's a fantastic place to play. Whether it's as I said, you say Windsor Park or uh, on the south. It's often said that winning, while well, winning a title is hard, retaining a title or defending it is even harder. I mean, having come so agonisingly close this time and finished second, is it that much going to be that much harder for you to go one better next season, just given the psychological impact of coming so close and not getting over the line this time? I think the psychological impact's only a positive one. It's not a negative one. We will enter into next season with the belief that we can win the title. And what has given me even greater belief has been, people talked about the pressure of the running. In 14 games, we won 12. We claimed 37 points out of 42. It's a remarkable statistic for a very young team. Um, the last game was a difficult game because the, probably, the feeling you have in that situation, the players, they probably feel that Man City would win their game and we weren't so good in the first half the second half we just got our flow back in the game got our intensity back and ended up winning the game um, Chelsea game was a disappointment but people will focus on those games but it's over the course of the season you know it, it really is over the 38 games and I look more to the games that we won that actually cost us in the end the games where we won 5-3 can't score 5 goals and can see 3 or we won 6-3 away. Those, those goals that we can see that add it up. So I think that we've gone remarkably close this year. I think we expect now next year and we'll have the belief to go one better. Uh, but it won't be any harder or anything because it's a tremendously difficult league and all the teams will strengthen. So will we and we'll get better. Brendan, you've won all next season already. Um, reports of a bid for Adam Lallana. Is he the kind of player you think would fit in well at Liverpool? Well, our, our criteria we look for is, is players with strong technique, you know, football intelligence. You need to mentally have the, the attitude and the, and the capacity to learn. And they have to be so hungry to fight for every ball and every day in training. And... In the game, so there's a lot of good players out there, and uh, and certainly Adam Lallana is a very good young player. But I'm not going to tell you who we're after, so you can respect that. Brendan, from your previous answer to, to the viewers talking about the defence, is that an area where you'd be looking to heavily invest in someone? I think it's. We'll look at all areas of the field. I think for me, it was more the concentration element of our game. That, that let us down. You know, we, as I said, we were 3-0 up against Crystal Palace. Anyone watching the game, you, you still couldn't believe it if you watched it 10 times that we were going to draw 3-3. Three, three. It's, but there's definitely areas in, in our defensive side that we need to improve on. You know, we need to have greater strength. And, um, but it'll be one of the areas we, we want to strengthen across the board. Brendan, now that the dust has settled bit on the season, where would you say the atmosphere of the squad is in terms of the balance between the satisfaction of such a good season and then the obvious disappointment in how it finished? The, the disappointment didn't last too long, to be honest. You know, I'd said to the players on the Sunday before the game, whatever happened, we would celebrate an incredible journey that we've been on this season. And on the Sunday night, we had a great party. And uh, in any 
disappointment had, had disappeared. And as I said, our actual focus was on this game because we needed to, to focus on here. We have a job to do. We have a duty to our supporters to perform well and work hard. And probably the reflection comes now now that it's, it's finished. But my overriding feeling is of pride. The Liverpool Football Club, the restoration when I came in two years ago, was to get Liverpool back to become one of the leading clubs in Europe again. And over the last two years, the identity of the team, the style of football, has made the, the British leagues and the, and the European leagues set up and take notice. And, and in this season, we've had some incredible performances. And now we've put Liverpool back and sort of recovered the soul of the club again for the supporters to feel pride, enthusiasm in the club, and they, they now have a spring in their step that we're heading back in the direction of which Liverpool is, which is to be the best. And on a personal level, how much does it mean to you to win the Manager of the Year award? Well, it's a huge privilege. I think that I'd have rather been on the open-top bus that night, I must admit. But, um, of course, when you get that, that vote from your peers and from all the other leagues, as well as your own, it just took me back to when I started coaching. Nearly 20 years ago, I first started in the Reading Football Club community scheme. And when I started, it was about two objectives, really. One was to help young people improve and be better footballers and better people. And my second objective was to get respect. I, I had no career as a footballer of note. As a young youth international, school by international from Northern Ireland, played, you know, at Reading. And, but there was no real background there. So I needed to earn respect as a coach. And I felt on Monday night, on the journey that I'd been on, that went quite a way to, to give me that symbol that maybe I've earned the respect in terms of the work that I've done. So, uh, so I was very proud and hugely honoured to be the first Liverpool manager to have gained the LMA Manager of the Year award. So, uh, but it's gone. I need to now, I'm preparing for the next season and, and looking to, to hopefully go one better. Last couple of guys, As please. Part of preparation, you spoke last week, Brendan, about the framework of the new contract is in place. Will it be sorted out before the World Cup starts? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's, it's taking time because I, I don't have an agent. I do my own discussion and I've been busy, to be honest. So, uh, but somewhere along the line between now and, and the beginning of next season, it'll be it'll be sorted out. I'm sure. Right, and I know you don't want to get into specifics about players or whatever, um, but you spoke earlier on about mentality and how important that is to you in a player. Something else is a perception that people have is that it's important for you that players are adaptable and they can play in multiple roles. How important is that as a quality for you when you're looking at potential targets? <coughs> yeah, it, it's for two reasons, really. Like We've developed tactically uh, over the last couple of years. You know, what we've been able to... Our style has maintained the same... But the, the, the structure of the team has changed a number of times, you know, in order to, to fit the needs of the game and to give you know problems to the opponent. In order to do that, you need players with the capacity to be tactically intelligent. And and also allows you to keep your small your squad smaller and tighter. So like you see today, Jordan Ebay as a young player, eighteen years of age, we're coaching and developing him. He's been a wide player traditionally in a 4-3-3, but he comes in in the second half, plays in the top of a midfield diamond and shows wonderful intelligence and, and, and 
quality, technically and tactically, to play. So for me, it's, it's important. You'll have some players that are specialists that need to play in certain positions. But if we can get players in that are multifunctional and can play in different roles and are multidimensional in their work, then it sets us up, really, and, and gives me more options as a, a coach. That's got to be as good as anything else. Mike, any of that in the side today, is that someone that you're hoping that can kick on next season? I mean, he's had a lot of injury problems in the past. Yeah, he's been really unfortunate. Bless him, he was out for a year. Uh, he came back this season, and at the beginning of the season, obviously, we, we put him into some games. But as the season wore on and, and we were concentrating on one game a week, it was very difficult for him to get games. He's a quality player. He's a good guy as well. He knows the club inside out. He's been around for a long time. And you see tonight, that was his sort of first game for numbers of months. Uh, and he, again, playing centre-half as opposed to right-back where, he, where he's played a lot. And uh, now he's a good guy. And there'll be games next year for the likes of him to, to come and play in if, as I said, you know, we continue to qualify in the competition. Stephen Gerrard has been a, a, a beat him whatever, for many years. He's gone through the World Cup. How long can he keep his international career going and at club level going? A lot of players stop international to pursue the club. What's your view on that? I just think you need to assess it probably after the World Cup, see where he's at. You know, he'll arrive into the World Cup, he'll be 34. He's been a brilliant captain for me, incredible leader, good man, and has shown this season, you know, many thought he was maybe on his way down, but he'll arrive into the Champions League next year as one of the top playmakers in the tournament. And I think it'll just be up to him, really. He's fit enough. As I said, his condition is he's top professional, so he looks after his body. He's like clockwork. He's in every day, getting his body right, eats the right foods. You know, his, his body weight is right on the money. So it'll just depend. Of course, next season will be a big demand, you know, um, no pressure from you on him. You want you want exert any pressure on him yourself to maybe stop being and just concentrate on him. No, no. I think he'll come like he's done a number of occasions and ask advice on certain elements of his game and whatnot. And uh, if he comes and asks that, I'll give an opinion on it. But I think it's I think it's it's a decision that he has to make. He's as I said, he's got a very clear vision of of the game in terms of what he wants to do for Liverpool. He loves playing for England. They'll go now concentrate on England and see what happens after that. Okay, thank so you. I think just on behalf of ourselves here at the football <coughs> office, is a massive thank you. I think to come over here, hopefully we put on a show and, and showed that we respect it. You know, we had three players that weren't fit and continue with Daniel Agnew and Martin Skirtle, but we wanted to offer the respect to the, the organisers and we took them over and I think they were out on the pitch during the game and walking around the outside. So, uh, as I said, as you can expect, the, the World Cup guys are getting ready for a very important tournament, but everyone else that was fit and available was here. So, we really appreciate the support and, and thank you very much and enjoy your summer. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green. Green today. 
Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.